Radical, episode 118. Ladies and gents, welcome to Radical. Thank you guys for being with me. I've got an awesome guest for you guys tonight. He's hysterical. He's the host of the new podcast, Derailed. He's also a fellow reconnaissance Marine. Um, and I'll tell you what, we uh, we were catching up last night. I think you guys are absolutely going to love uh, some of the backstory here and, uh, and, and his story for sure. Uh, plus, uh, I'm going to warn you right now, this is going to be a profanity tirade. I guarantee it is just, it's going to happen, right? Like, we're going to have a good time. Uh, get the get the little kids out of here now uh, if you don't want them hearing terrible, terrible language. But uh, please welcome to the show um, my friend and a brother, Austin Skidmore. What's up, homie? Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, earmuffs. Earmuffs for all the children, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, thanks so much for having me on, man. Dude, thank you for having me on your show. I mean, for for those of you guys that haven't uh, been with us in the last twenty four hours, um, Austin and I actually figured out we were part of the same unit or at part of the same time. Um, tons of friends and and guys we consider brothers in common, and had no real idea about that until like last night, right? Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. You know, you you always hear about the Marine Corps, and it's like so small comparatively to all the other branches, but there's still a fuck ton of you and <laughs> you're moving in and out. So you never really, you know, get to get to meet all the best people until apparently the world's a small place. So later in life. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're better people now too, right? I definitely a better person now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink. Well, God, I drink a smidge of what I used to drink for God's sakes. And, you know, the fact that I'm not trying to march around the, the world for the murder cult and do their, their bidding is got to be better. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, it's an extremely high stress environment. Um, and, you know, the fact that they pluck these babies out of, out of high school at 17, 18 years old, where the only thing they want to do is fuck. And then turn them into little, you know, murder boxes for the state is despicable, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, you're, you're not kidding, man. It's it's I mean, I was even I mean, Jesus, I was 21 when I joined up, man. I'm still a kid. Like when you when you think about like those formative years as adult, like you're not you're not a fully formed functioning human at that no. age. You're not. I mean, so uh, now don't get me wrong. Like there are some people that are doing well for themselves. They, they're they're hardworking. Maybe they are even, you know, entrepreneur and they've got some things squared away. But like, I don't know, man, like those interpersonal relationships holding down, you know, what you think you're going to be doing for the rest of your life, man, that's maybe, you know, a, a few percentage points of the entire population. Oh, for sure. To put it in perspective, the United States Marine Corps gave me a Barrett 50 caliber rifle. And I truly, honestly don't believe I became an adult until they put my son in my arms. Yeah. You know, that yeah, in that moment, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm responsible for another person now. Now what do I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That and it does. It changes things, man. I, I remember becoming a dad and then kind of like looking back at some of the stuff that you know, the, the other, the, the dads in, in my platoon were doing. And I was thinking, holy hell. Yeah, like, well, and it, it changes your perspective there too, because now all of a sudden kicking in those doors and going on those, you're probably going to die missions. You're like, but I don't want to fucking die. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck patriotism. Well, I want to go home. <laughs> well, not only that, but I mean, and, and it's not even, I mean, so much for you as it is to like this idea that, Hey man, like, 
my kids need a dad, right? Like they, they yeah. need, they need somebody there to make sure that when they're out of line that, you know, they get straightened out and to give them those, you know, those hacks as they mature yeah. and as they grow up and be like, Hey man, you know, I know you think of things maybe this way, but maybe contemplate this for a little while and you, and you right, bore them right. to death with all your wisdom. You do, but it is nice to see them when they become teenagers and you start to see that uh, knowledge that you you brought to them as young people start to actually work in their benefit. So like, mm -hmm. I've caught a bunch of hell because like I had this video one time where I was teaching my daughter to sew, right? And I got just blasted by all these fucking normie idiots about yeah. like, oh yeah, teaching her how to sew. And I'm like, do you not understand the irony in her father is teaching her how to sew? Like right. fucking do the math on that. You know what I mean? It, like it's important. This is important shit to know how to do, especially when the, the murder cult, as you put it, uh, completely fucking destroys this country and you better know how to sew or otherwise you're going to be running around with a fucking fig leaf around your nutsack. Yeah. Like, how, how, how many people know what a bobbin is and, and, and a presser foot and all these you know mechanical parts of a sewing machine? Like that's one of the things that I like. I relish in the fact that I taught my wife how to sew, man. Like some people are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, That's yeah, awesome. man. Like I got professionally trained on how to sew and in, in the Marine Corps, it's like, you know, I don't care if it's a, a lightweight machine or a heavyweight machine or any of these type of things. Some people are like, there's a difference. And you're like, yeah, man, like this <laughs> yeah. shit can save your life. You yeah. Know, like, uh, most people don't know when you go through basic training, they, if you don't know how to sew, they teach your ass. Yeah. You have to know that shit. You know, it's important uh, skill set. This is the real reason I had you on, man, so we could talk about sewing. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, so I, I've seen a bunch of your 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 uh, your stuff or your work, and um, you know, just last week you had Andrew on, who obviously his story is fucking insane and awesome. Uh, and I, I just want to let your audience know that, uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna fuck that up. <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> that's not how I roll. <laughs> We're, we're a little older, you know, maybe a little more mature. Um, and um, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things I, I, I also think just kind of comes with age as well. Like I, when, when we spoke on your show, I was like, man, there is something too familiar about, you know, having a laugh with this guy. And like it was <laughs> super easy, super chill. Um, and, and I don't think, you know, anybody maybe expected us to, to start talking about sewing and or, or <laughs> the fact that we have that in our in our arsenal of liberty. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, he can homestead. He can farm. He can, you know, raise livestock and, you know, take care of security. But he's also a sewer. Oh, man. Yes. Also, <laughs> not a, I can I can cook. I can sew. I can. Yeah, man, I can make bread from scratch. I, you sent me a picture and, you know, some of those, the, the earlier ones, the, the outside, <laughs> not, not smiling pictures. Those were, uh, I saw hay bales in the back, man. And, uh, are you homesteading out there? Not, not exactly homesteading. I mean, we're, you know, we're on the grid as far as, you know, city water and shit. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we raise animals and, uh, also that the hay bales are actually straw bales and they're from the neighbor. So oh, that, okay. you know, that, that photo was from, it's right over the fence line that that big all those bales of straws from the neighbor um and they actually they raise cattle and chickens and shit i raise pigs and chickens and you know garden i mean it you know self-reliance is the most liberty-minded thing that you can do um no, but i do i do want to add this your episode with andrew you guys were saying like you know you gotta garden and you gotta do all that shit and i agree with all that but you leave my fucking grass alone okay i worked real hard on that grass 
and you got, a, uh, you got an HOA that's real proud of it. Hands out no, signs. Fuck well. I would never live in an HOA. <laughs> fuck that. But I, I worked real hard on my grass. I planted that shit from seed and I nurtured it and it makes my lawn nice and pretty and the children love playing in it. All right. So here's a quick question out there at the barracks on Polgus. Do you, do you remember the Sergeant major? Like they were trying to grow grass all around the barracks and they assigned this one guy to growing <laughs> grass. That wasn't fucking you. Was it? No. No. <laughs> no. First of all, I never, I never made that rank because I got smart enough to go fuck this nightmare. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, because there was no grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I've been I've been back out there since then, man, and it's uh it's nothing like they gave up. They 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 just brought in a whole bunch of rocks. <laughs> like we're, we're yeah, dying. I remember. Um, did you you ever do any training out at Twenty Nine Palms? Of course you did. Oh, tons. Like, you to go out to the shithole and get acclimated, as they put it, uh, yeah. which works right until you step off that you know fucking airplane in Iraq, and you're like, okay, well now welcome to the devil's asshole, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I remember being out in 29 Palms and they decided uh, right there in front of the, the uh, fuck, brain dead all of a sudden. Uh, the the, the main hall. strip? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right there. They, they were going to plant all this grass. And so they got all these guys in there or whatever. And I'm like, you're not growing grass here, dude. Unless you like can figure out how to come up with about 8 billion gallons of water. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, I mean, uh, they, they finally gave up. They're like, this shit doesn't work. Well, uh, the the allocation of scarce resources when everything's free <laughs> and nobody's paying the bill, right? Like you just yeah. a perfect like segue uh, into, into liberty. <laughs> God damn. Well, so one of the things that Twenty Nine Palms to go back to uh, the immaturity of of the guys that are joining in the most part. We're out in Twenty Nine Palms, fucking. Like ripping off the leg of a grasshopper thrown in an anthill. <laughs> These are highly trained Marines. Hey man, when you're bored and stones are too hot to pick up, man, find the find the <laughs> least hot thing and find something to do with it, right? Yeah, that's, that's really the name of any game. Try not to die out there. That place sucks, man. <laughs> like if there, I mean, NTC's pretty bad. Twenty nine Palms, I guess, is close enough to Palm Springs, but golly, I mean, you got to drive through Joshua Tree. They're like, there's one. I don't know. Is there? Is there's not really an eastern entrance into Twenty Nine Palms? Is there? It's I, just straight from yeah, the western Joshua Tree. Yep. Yeah. That's um, how I, I know they had an eastern entrance at one point, but they kept getting these high school kids that got out there, and one of them got bombed or some shit. Yeah, man. Lots and of bombing like, ranges. Well, we're not. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> also, don't drive across ranges, people. Like that's a oh, man. Yeah, those big giant signs that say "live munitions." That's fucking serious. Like they yeah. don't go there. They're, you know they're what I mean? Still coming in, right? Like yeah. when they say "live," it doesn't mean they're like in the ground. They mean like, hey, man, m maybe they're still coming in out there. So. <laughs> So let's let's rewind, man. Like you, in, into the Marine Corps, because I think you know stories and all this fun stuff in terms of like how and you came to Liberty and and kind of seeing what you know the the military is. I think we do a disservice to anybody if we weren't on here, you know, trying to dissuade uh, children from joining uh, the the murder cults, you know, band of misfits right like yeah <laughs> there, there's a there's a i mean there are a bunch of just great marines that have never heard the uh the, the words of liberty in the first place right and so True. um you were a young man at one time uh nobody had told you about the murder cult and you decided yeah i'm, I'm joining how old were you uh i was 17 the first time i spoke to the recruiter 
But that's a, it's a different situation because every male member of my family going back since the inception of the Marine Corps has been a Marine in every wow. single major conflict. That's what and we they, did. Uh, and they what, survived. So, uh, most of them, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, so, you know, this goes back to my great-grandfather. I mean, and so it's, a, it's an expected uh, circumstance. Now, luckily, my older brother... Uh, and myself have broke that cycle with our sons that no, you're not like, that's fucking insane. I'll break both your legs and make it where you can't. I'm not doing, you're not, you're not doing it. You know, it's, it's yeah. insane. Now that said, there's a difference between world war two and the shit they're doing now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, a little bit. I'm not saying a huge difference, but I'm saying that the propaganda of then and the propaganda of now are extremely different. You know, that Hitler's going to murder everyone and the Japs are on the rampage, you know. So all these kids were like, well, I got to I got to go do my part, save the well, planet. Not only that, but they were in, they were, you know, inscripted by the government. Yeah, there. yeah. A lot of them were, were, were just drafted. They were like, well, yeah. that's dumb. I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, you don't have choice. Um, but no, I so I, I actually signed when I was 17. Uh, my father had to sign as well. Um, and so I, I shipped out two days after I graduated high school at 18. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I did my training at MCRD in San Diego, um, which is a beautiful place. So long as you're not in training. <laughs> it's, 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 there's a lot of undulation though. Kind of hilly. Right, like yes, what, what, yes. What, what we suffer through on the East Coast is more or less the the, the mental anguish of uh, insects and things like that. Like it's yeah, it's but not. You guys you have know, humidity, and that's fucking brutal, man. I'll tell you what. Not if you're smart and you go in November. It's a uh, it's just <laughs> cold. Like <laughs> I wasn't given a choice. It's like get on the bus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was, I was a college student. You know, they were like, yeah, you know, th- this is probably the the first time we're going to send you guys over. In there. Right, right. Yeah. So I mean. So MCRD and did you didn't initially go into reconnaissance? I imagine like most people don't. No, originally I went into MP. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought, well, okay, that'll be a great career when I get out of the Marine Corps. If I don't make a career out of that, I can go be a cop. Whatever. Thank fucking God, I got out of that nightmare. Um, so no, I was originally uh, right after basic. I went to MP school, and you get, you know, obviously you get more more training, more firearms training, and things of that nature. And we were on the range, and I'm sitting there with the the M16, you know, and your iron sight on that. So all these guys with all their mods and shit on their AR, that is not what you get in the Marine Corps in the get go. You know what I mean? Or the Army for that matter. Uh, you got just this shitty weapon built in the sixties. If you get it wet, it won't fucking work. Um, it went but, to uh, Vietnam three times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I went, uh, so we were out on the range one day and we were shooting and it was 300 yards, but there's the 500 yard target target. Just like when you're calling, you know, when you, right. you got to do your qualifications, and it was just bullseye, 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 iron sight with an M16. And one of the instructors at the time walked up. He goes, yeah, you're in the wrong uh, job. I need you to come with me. And he took me into the CEO's office and he told him, this guy can just plink. It doesn't matter. Like Shooting holes and holes, huh? Yeah. And so they, they took me back out on the range with that AR. And he goes, I want to see where you miss. And it was 715 yards when it didn't dead center with an iron sight. And he went, yeah, you're moving to recon. So, Whoa. and then in recon, obviously, you know, they test you and they, they put you through the ringer 
of course. And um, so they gave me a 308 um, bolt action 308 iron sight, and they wanted to see you know my my qualification point level. And at 1100 meters, I missed, and they went, "Oh, okay, and you don't even have scope." So <laughs> then it went into sniper school. <laughs> So you, oh, that you're using a 308. What what, uh, what platform is that? M14. M14, yeah. Yeah. M14 308. Um, but it was iron sight, and then it's just a test. Now I'm gonna be honest. A lot of that was luck, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you get out there. You know, I mean, you know this. You get out seven seven hundred fifty meters. Oh, you can barely man. see what you're shooting at. Well, so it's all just yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know I, what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do, especially with someone with not perfect eyesight, right? Like when. Well, you know, I had twenty ten at the time. That that has since changed from astigmatism, but yeah, you know. I, I imagine that that probably helped you out quite a bit, though. I mean, because I mean, not not. I mean, wind at that range and just the 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 mirage of you know the the different you know temperatures coming off right, the ground, right. like everything at, at you know pass. I mean, Jesus really 400 yards with iron sights it's it's tricky right like even oh yeah yeah it's tricky well and 500 yards is actually outside the qualifying range of a m16 or an ar-15 it's too far it's yeah. not supposed to to be accurate at that um only marines train at that level <laughs> to get that expert badge you know do you know do you know what's funny man is they don't do that shit anymore it's it's Let's all a, it's all <laughs> it's all acog now man i found that out i was like wow man like you guys it's like truckers going to automatic transmissions it's like you're not a trucker you just drive this big box around you fucking pussy did you hear that reed no <laughs> that was special for you reed <laughs> oh man so so you get in you i mean you get into recon and um you you get pushed over into a like a sniper um yeah, out of, I mean, in in school, in recon school, they were like, "Yeah, you're going to go to this uh, this uh, program, this sniper program." And this is not what people think. So you have extraordinarily good shooters all over the, the yeah. service, um, including the Air Force. They've got some great shooters as well. But when you go into recon, or you know what's been referred to as force recon, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be running in a team of five in those situations generally. Um, with me, in order to get your your qualification and your sniper qualification, you have to make ten shots. Now you you get a lot of training prior to that, right? Um, it's I believe oh, I was in three weeks. Well, it was actually three months total, the entire school. Right. I mean, uh, like there's there's like some there's some prior classes. I mean, it's it's oh, yeah, yeah, intensive, yeah. man. Like, I mean, I remember one of my roommates going through it, and I was just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, you get to go through torture training, which is always fun. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, it takes months, but when you when you do your final qualification before you are actually uh, listed as a legitimate recon sniper, right. um, you have to make 10 shots. And these shots are variably more difficult each time, right? You do this on a range, but what a lot of people don't understand is it's an indoor range. And it is fucking massive. Your final shot is at night, right? So you're allowed to, to set, um, set yourself and target your, your overall, or, you know, what, what it is you're, you're targeting. Um, and then you're not allowed to make that shot until 2 a.m. in the morning with Ooh, so no, tired. 
Yeah, you're, you're exhausted. You've been laying there at this point for 14 to 15 hours. You know, you're, you should be dialed in. Any adjustments you have to make, you're just making from memory, you know, so wind adjustments, anything like that, you have to make of that time from when you actually targeted and you can't see dick because you don't have night vision. And even if you did, you're not hitting anything at a mile with night vision. That's not going to be. Oh, no, yeah. And especially that generation, for God's right. sakes. And if you miss, you fail. And it's an automatic failure. If you miss one shot, it's an automatic failure. So I had to take this uh, particular test twice. Um, and to put it in perspective, there were 150 of us. There were 131 the first time, no one passed. There were 150 the next time, and three of us passed. So it's intense. Like when you go out there, you're, you're top-notch, like baddest motherfucker with a long-range rifle that exists anywhere on planet Earth other than maybe Mossad. They've got yeah. some some great guys, which we did some training with as well at one point. Yeah, the uh, I mean, the, the the qualification in itself. I mean, the thing is, is even to get to that point, you know, your pass or fail. I mean, you guys spent and you know talk about you know torture training, like torture training for most. I think <laughs> most people would be done, you know, just making their suits, right? Like making a ghillie suit or anything like that. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, and you have to make that yourself. Yeah, and, and the fact that you guys go out there on your hands and knees on, you know, Camp Pendleton and Juliet area or wherever else you guys are, you know, learning how to stalk. Like <laughs> I don't think I don't think people realize, you know, how tender your knees and your elbows and your hips and ankles and any like your wrists, everything that contacts the ground. Like you guys yeah. spend days and weeks doing this stuff. My longest one on a mission was 13 days crawling around on my basically on your stomach now. And, and you're also now there is one one perspective of this that, that is important uh, for for anyone out there that's ever been in the service is your guys packs that weigh fucking 80 pounds or whatever it is. Now, I know recons. Usually we run light. You know what I mean? Um, your, your your sniper teams run really light. Yeah. Like we are barely get, we carry the shit we need to, you know, take out the murder cults, uh, you know, um, victims. That's it. I mean, we, we're not, uh, in many cases, we don't even have sappy plates. We're not even wearing ballistic vests. We just go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, no, and no. in a lot of, a lot of missions, you leave your dog tags. Right. So, you know, that's something most people don't know that if you're captured or you're killed or whatever, there's no fucking evidence of that shit. You know what I mean? Oh, well, it's possible deniability, right? Exactly. The, the, the and that's can't have, have this kind of stuff, not with the uh, Geneva Conventions and Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we're not allowed to talk about the fact that some of we my don't assassinate. missions some of my missions were in South America, yeah. you know. I mean, no, it's like, oh, these guys are just using in war zones. Fuck you. That's a lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and really by by you know congressional definition, there's there's not a war zone on Earth, you know, since World War II. So um, Yeah. Well, I we're, think uh, the Korean War that was actually oh, listed by Congress. Police action. No, was never it? was. Oh no. well shit. Yeah. Okay, World there's that. So my great grandfather went there for no fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My father actually was stationed in South Korea right there at the DMZ for uh two years or something like that 
He did not bring home a Vietnamese. So there's that. Hey, there's, there's, yeah, I was going to say the Marine Corps, I'll tell you what, it's funny where you get around and you're like, yep, that's somebody's wife and that's somebody's wife and that's somebody's <laughs> yeah. wife. And like, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and it's always Vietnam uh, or, or Korea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can tell the difference because of age, right? And so uh, it's it's about a ten year plus gap. But the, the fast forward, I guess, um, was your first deployment um, the O three Mew that you guys went out or yeah O three? I guess it was yeah uh, O three yeah two thousand three. Yeah. So yeah, we, go ahead. We, sorry, we, we were talking last night, um, and one of the reasons why we we kind of figured out like kind of ships in the night in, in terms of passing, um, he was part of the marine expeditionary unit uh you guys were on the what 13th mew 13th mew yes yeah, yeah. i was gonna say 13th mew going out and i know this because my roommate at the time was in uh austin's platoon and uh, like just you know, <laughs> fun stories and all that kind of stuff but um you guys chopped and i imagine uh maybe hit a couple port stops on the way straight over huh uh, yeah, we actually, the only one we actually got, for whatever reason, we got, um, redeployed to Australia for like three days. I don't know why, like it was baffling to me. Um, but I, I'm not entirely sure if it was the carrier group or, or what was going on, but we did. So we actually, we steamed directly to, um, is it Sydney? Is that, I don't remember. They didn't let us off the fucking boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Libo risk. Yeah. Um, and so, so that was actually our only stopover. And then we went from there to, um, uh, what's the port? Ah, oh, shit. What's it called? Um, it's just outside of, uh, of England. Um, it's like this fucking dumb little island there. Wales? Wales, yeah, okay. We we went to oh, Wales. Boy, the, 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 my international <laughs> Wales, uh, you know, following. You just destroyed that. <laughs> my bad. Um, but we we went to Wales, and we were actually put on an aircraft after, yeah, an aircraft after that, and flown from that point forward. Huh. So yeah, we didn't. Uh, it was weird. The first time we were deployed to Afghanistan, it was just all fucking aircraft the entire time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the military is not exactly functional when it comes to transporting people. No, no. They're like, we'll get you there. We'll we'll rent a Delta jet and and take everybody over, you know, and and put you through Ireland or wherever. Uh, I actually, I actually had that happen. My um, third tour, it was on Delta. It was only Marines on the flight. I mean, other than the, the, the flight crew, you know what I mean? Only Marines, but we did, we, we actually, Landed in um, some in Atlanta, Georgia. So we left San Diego. We landed in Atlanta. Um, they switched crew. We flew to Ireland. They switched crew, and then we flew like directly into Baghdad. Yeah. Which that's a real fun thing if you've ever done that when they are going to land. <laughs> that'll that'll turn a stomach or two. It's super funny to watch the noobs, you know, like you get all these recruits or whatever, and you're like, these poor fucks have no idea. (laughs) Maybe we should pause and do some liberty on this subject for a second. The idea that you can't fly with personal weapons anymore, right? Like no knives, no guns. No toothpicks. I imagine you were, I mean, your, your plane full of Marines all had weapons. And no ammo. Well, yeah, maybe, right? Like, no, no, no. We had no ammo. They took all our ammo. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they say they take it all, but are you really well, going through I mean, a, a security checkpoint? They, they took all our ammo. Let's call it what it, you know. Yeah. That's but, like, what makes them happy. <laughs> everybody flies over and, you know, some, <laughs> some guys have at least some safety rounds and all that kind of stuff. And you, It's strange what you can hide in your boot. Oh, yeah. Boots, underwear, you yeah. name it. Like, yeah, it <laughs> but, you know, like guys are going over to possibly die. And nobody hijacks that plane. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's so strange that like all these guns and all these bullets and they're like, hmm, maybe not this one, you know? Yeah. It, it's a it's a weird thing. Uh, as far as the liberty thing goes, that's actually my service is what turned me into a libertarian. I don't know if you want to talk about that yeah, or not. But. I, I definitely want to talk about it as much as we can talk about, much as you will talk about, because I think, you know, this is one of those points where you take, you know, guys from a very high functioning part of the Marine Corps, right? Like you, this is... This is like big boy again, like yeah. two, time, two time volunteer. A lot of times you are on your own. This is the one place where a lot of dudes just call each other by their first name. It's not, you know, rank intensive. It's do you, are you doing your job or are you not doing your fucking job? Do, and, do you got my back or not? Yeah. And so to, to I think, you know, for us to be able to sit here, especially as, you know, wiser old men now um, and, and maybe talk to this point about what what happened to make you see, uh, I guess, the undoing of our our bought and paid for indoctrination, you know, in terms of reality, man. Like, this is something I hope people share with kids, this part, you know? Um, well, you know, his camera has been over 30 minutes, so that just happened. <laughs> um, uh, so, <laughs> so the biggest thing for me was, um, one, I was already shifting a little prior to this day, uh, the invasion of Iraq actually caused some of that shift to me. Now, Afghanistan, I was pretty gung-ho. I was like, yeah, these motherfuckers that was just killed. Deployment. You're right. Yeah. Um, it, but I was pretty gung-ho then because I was like, these motherfuckers killed thousands of our people. Now we know that tens of thousands of more people have died. I didn't know that the, all the details that we obviously know today. Um, but to me, it's like you're told, like, hey, these people from this place did this terrible thing. And it's like, all right, well, let's go fuck their lives up and make it clear to them that that shit's not acceptable, right? I thought the same thing, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all of the guys our age did. Um, you know, even the libertarian guys I talked to that were rangers or seals or whatever, like, yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go be the nightmare that they think we are. You, you um, know, and it's weird too because like we didn't grow up with Vietnam. There was no stigma, you know, of like it's it's time to go win a war or anything. It was no, we had like Kuwait. Yeah, which was like a, I don't know, like a training exercise, you know, yeah. for, <laughs> you know, for a lot of guys, it was a training exercise, hurry up and wait. No, oh, by the way, now it's all over. So, you yeah, know, like basically most, Desert Storm was like kind of a joke to, yeah. you know, most guys that were even went there that I've talked to were like, yeah, it kind of wasn't even a thing. Yeah, you're riding yeah. high on that, you know, that 80s, 90s, you know, bravado <laughs> that you were just stoked with, you know, and yeah. you're like, oh, you guys, you fucked with the wrong people. Like that right, was right. that was my idea, man. Yeah, um, but but back to the point here. Uh, what really did it? Like like I said, when they decided that oh, you know, Iraq's got all these WMDs and we got to go over there and, and protect freedom, which is one of the most fucking retarded things no probably on the face there. of ever. Yeah, there was nothing going on there. They had nothing to do with shit. You lied through your teeth. But even then, I was like, this doesn't make sense, right? Like. Right. 
the the fucking Al Qaeda is not working with the Shiites. You people are full of shit. Like this isn't true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, you know this when you're when you're in service. Uh, not all of us have the courage that Andrew had and go, yeah, fuck you. I ain't doing shit. Uh, put me in jail if you have to or whatever. Um, well, did Matt you even know what a, did you even know what a conscientious objector was? I knew about requesting mass, but I didn't know what a no. conscientious objector was. No, I'd never even heard that term until I was like 27 or some shit, and I was like, oh. Weird, right? Weird yeah. that maybe um, if if this is all real bullshit, like and you and and these people that have hijacked your military like you disagree with what they're doing, maybe you shouldn't have to go sacrifice your life. Maybe that's right. not what you signed up for. Right. Maybe, right. Maybe well, none of us that. actually sign up for that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so anyway, but uh, I actually had a mission in Iraq. Um, uh, I'm not allowed to, to give the details of where uh, or who, but it was a, a high protocol target um, for, for the department of defense. And so I was tasked, I was given the, uh, the, the field recommendations on where to find this particular individual or possibly because, you know, you know, military intelligence, it's kind of hit miss. super accurate. Like ten uh, degrees, this is, man. this is why so many civilians get murdered yeah. uh, by, by our government every year because we're really good at, at gathering intelligence. Now I'm actually more a fan of, of uh, special forces operations because you're on the ground, you're, you can see the target. It's less likely for civilian casualty in, in most cases. Much more highly trained, especially on the trigger. Right, right, exactly. Um, but uh, so I spent four days waiting outside this fucking compound. Four days, dude. Now, just to make this clear to everyone, what, 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 time, this, what time of year? It was June. About 120 something degrees. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was fucking hot. Oh. Um, it's always hot. You know what I mean? But yeah. to put this in perspective, when you're going to go on a mission like that, um, it is very common to have a catheter installed. Yeah. Because you, you got to understand you're laying up on a ridge somewhere, but if you move and someone sees you, they're going to fuck your life up. You're going to yeah. die. You know what I mean? And so you, you, you don't really eat. You you know you have a, a, a your Camelback, so you can have water. You have to keep that water as long as possible. You know what I mean. Uh, so you, you you can't just drink water as much as you want, even though you're sweating your nutsack literally down to your feet. Um, but uh, anyway, so my target my target actually finally showed his face out of the compound. And emission protocol was very clear on that one. And so I took the shot, which is what I was, you know, supposed to do. And the target was eliminated. The problem with this situation is that the bullet, because I don't know what people know about firearms. I'm assuming your audience is probably well engaged and and knowledgeable when it comes to firearms. A 50 caliber round at about, you know, I think I was just over a mile out does not stop. By human flesh that is not a thing that stops it not, even not if it bone, hits a not bone flesh. not it i mean it, it could hit a it could hit a it might as well be beforehand. butter yeah. yeah um and so it went directly through the target uh and killed the target's four-year-old son yeah um and so imagine it from my perspective of seeing this happen and knowing you're responsible right mm-hmm. it's a devastating moment in my life probably by far the most devastating moment in my life, you know, 
Um, and so I went to to my CO and I uh, turned myself in for a war crime. Yeah, because that's what had just happened, right? And uh, they they said, well, we'll take it under review. We'll get back to you. Uh, about three days later, they came back and they said, no, everything's fine. Casualties of war are normal. And I went, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, you know what I mean. This is not. Those terms should never be concluded with the death of a child. That casualties of war are normal. No, no, they're not, and, or they shouldn't be. You know, they what I mean? shouldn't be. And I went fucking full ham right then. I decided on that moment, I'm done with the the United States Marine Corps. I'm out. You know, um, and and you know the camaraderie that you get from the guys that you serve with, guys and gals yeah. you serve with. Um, you know, mostly guys in the Marine Corps. Let's be honest. Um, but you know, that's something that it, it was, it didn't matter. I was fucking done. I'm out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I immediately applied, uh, for EAS, um, you know, and they were like, no, 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 no. You, you pick your duty station. You do anything you want in the Marine Corps. And I'm like, you can fucking eat a dick. I'm out. I'm never doing this again. Uh, to the point that I was like, I'll never carry a gun for a living. Right. So being a cop was out. Um, yeah. Which, again, thank God. Thank God, <laughs> right? They're just the murder cults, Praetorian Guard, you know, at home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, and and I just went full, fully libertarian there that there is no good, guy in, good guys in war. It doesn't matter. You know, I got all these people coming at me from Israel and Palestine, and I'm like, they're all fucking horrible that are doing this, causing the deaths of civilians. You can yeah. pick a side if you want. But you're wrong. They're both bad. Stop it. Just yeah. stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, anyway. I mean, I mean, that's that that moment. I mean, how long did you have uh, for your EAS date at that point when, when you decided, like, I'm done? Eight months. Eight months. Yeah. That's I probably- was actually in negotiation to re-up for, for yeah. another tour, uh, another four years. And, uh, you know, I was like, nope. Didn't <laughs> like... Did you have a lot of people trying to like talk you into it or did you have a lot of people who are like, me too? Like I'm, I'm, I get it. You mean from, uh, from my, my unit? Yeah. From, from your platoon. No, they were, they were all basically done at that point that we, they'd seen the horrors that we, we brought on, on these, these people that, you know, like me, you and I were discussing that, you, you know, you, you were able, maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was operation Libertas, uh, Jordan. I think you know him. Yeah. Um, one of us, I, I can't remember exactly. Um, we're discussing like sitting down and having meals with some of these old timers over there in Iraq and shit. You know what I mean? And these are fucking battle hardened people. These are not oh. bad people. No, they've they're, they've been at war for a millennium. You know? Yeah. I mean, to, to survive and fall to, to survive Saddam Hussein and, you know, his regime and like these and guys, now the American like, regime, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Like, yeah, yeah. It's got, and that's you know it's a sacred land too for those guys. Like mm-hmm. you look at what Iraq is, the Tigris and the Euphrates River. Like these people go back a long, long, long way. I mean, historical records got a lot of the things over there. You know, sitting at like six thousand, ten thousand BC, and you're like, one of the worst things that happened from the war in Iraq was the destruction of the history. Yeah. of of uh, that that entire part of the world. I mean, museums got bombed both by America. You know, they like to say, oh, well, they were bombing them. No, bitch. We were bombing them, too. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? Sure. Well, n- um, not only that, but when you when you destroy the capacity for, you know, the the historical anthropologic type 
museums that they had. I mean, and they did. They had yeah. just a, amazing museums and people going in there and raiding them and taking everything that they possibly could, you mm-hmm. know, during those times. Like, man, like that's, you know, if you're an invading force, you don't plan for that kind of shit. Were, were you ever in Baghdad? Yeah, absolutely. Did, okay. Did you go to Saddam's museum? Uh, I went the- to well, I went to one of his palaces uh, over there by. Well, it's a, those are museums too, but there is yeah. an actual museum. I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it's called right now. But yeah. um, half of it was basically destroyed in an air raid uh, in Baghdad uh, during the invasion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there were there were articles in there that dated back fourteen thousand years. God, and I'm man. like. You can't get that shit back, what, man. There, exactly. You cannot get that history back. You cannot get that back. And so say what you want about Saddam Hussein. He definitely protected at least their history. Um, and and it's it's one of the things that's devastating to me when, you know, the when the, as you, you know, I, and I love that term. I'm going to start using it. When the murder cult decides they have an enemy, they don't care. The, the damage that they caused to get rid of that enemy. They're not real big fans of history, right? Because no, you know, well, history's bad for them. They're, yeah, they, yeah, they're prodigy. I mean, they're going to go out and inherit a lot of the same corporations, a lot of the same positions in government, a lot of the same position in banks, and those are the people in the world that are part of the the damn you know murder cult. Man, it's like you know, they, they history history when realized. Uh, man, the less to, the less of it for them, the better. And you know, you look at the people who are going around trying to destroy things. I guarantee you, man, it is one of the it is a concerted effort by those people pushing those narratives into those you know places that'll you know pay for those kind of things, right? Like yeah. it's yeah, especially yeah, history is terrifying for authoritarians. Yeah, I mean, just savage. I mean, it doesn't get better the further you go back. Like, yeah, it, it's more brutal. It's 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 I mean, you you want to talk about, you know, the easy life like today in America. This is the easiest life there's ever been on this planet for like 10,000 percent. I have this conversation with these normies constantly where they're like, well, you know, America is the most racist country in the history of ever. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You're- uh, but then they'll they'll add nonsense like, well, you know, the. The, the division between the rich and the poor and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that exists, sure, but here's the problem. Um, the poorest among us uh, say they live in Section 8 housing, right? Mm-hmm. They're better fed and they have better technology and they live a better standard of life than the Rothschilds did when they came up with the fucking Federal Reserve in 1913, okay? Yeah, just a little over 100 years ago. Yes. So you're still better off. And I'll take you to places on this planet that will fucking terrify Satan. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, oh, God, you imagine like, I mean, I remember this this one night, man, we were we were out in Fallujah. We were on a patrol and this was uh, right after Thanksgiving. Um, Me and uh, was that during the, the second push there? Yeah, this was uh, November, right? It's, okay, it's yeah, fuck. 
it's late. It is eerie. Things are on fire. There are tanks, you know, you know, doing, you know, searches throughout the city with their, their thermals. You still got overhead and all that kind of stuff. We were right down south, right there uh, where the Euphrates is coming down. You still have like all these really lush, amazing fields and palm groves and things like that. It just it's it's a weird place to be when you're not used to that in a desert. Right. And so, yes, um, we're going out. Uh, me and Brian Plummer, who runs um, Route One Six Grind podcast, man, and it's just the two of us, and we're walking along <clears throat> into these, you know, buildings and places, man. And I'll tell you right now, like the heebies that I had for like not having the rest of my team with me, you know, not having any air on station, none of that kind of stuff. And you, like, there were dudes living out there, man. There were like there were guys that had come into that country to get their jihad on, or very innocent dudes. And that didn't want to leave Fallujah when they started doing the psychological operations. And said, "Hey, man, you guys need to get the fuck off out of here before you know the, the Marines come <laughs> in." Before we come through, right? Like, and and they didn't <clears throat> understand. Like, and they didn't understand because I didn't understand. As right. as a guy who had seen there, I had never seen the amount of firepower brought to bear on any on anything ever. You know, outside of that, and that's not even. There's the a reason it's potential. called shock and awe. You're, I mean, you're in shock just seeing it. Being yeah. on the other side of it, can you imagine like being part of the the softening? You know, like it, seeing the softening that goes on all night with air power, with artillery, with mortars. You, I mean, Jesus Christ! The, yeah, the, it's insane. It's a, it's it's the world's most destructive fireworks show you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah, Fourth of um, July will never be the same. No, and and you never look at it from a perspective. At least in that moment, most guys uh, don't look at it from the perspective of the devastation happening on the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah. We look at it like, yeah, get them or whatever. And then you realize as you get older, like ourselves, who live that life. Yeah. And you know, I had uh, one friend of mine uh, that I served with um, told me, you know, he's lived three lifetimes compared to what his child will ever live or hopefully ever live. You right. know, let's, let's, let's hope for the best in this situation. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it doesn't hit you. You know, we, you and I discussed that weird things will trigger memories that you did just hit you. And you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're processing something for the first time 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Right. Like uh, that's, that's a, that's a thing that I don't know, man. I, I, I'm sure you don't even know how to deal with that situation. Cause you're like, what is this? <laughs> you got that, you know, that, that young retarded brain that's not fully developed pretty, <laughs> pretty smooth at that point. Right. Like almost as smooth <laughs> as my head now. And <laughs> yeah, man, like you, you don't process that stuff until, you know, 20. And the thing is, is you will process it the rest of your life. Things will trigger things, whether it smells, whether it's looks, whether it's a, a feeling, whatever it is. And, you know, like that's something that, you know, man, I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish especially those type of triggers. Right. Like it's like, man, it, people talk about, you know, back in the day, what do they, they used to talk about with uh, the Vietnam vets, like having flashbacks. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, this this is a I think this is probably good to talk about, too, for, you know, veterans in in this space, because, you know, like. I don't know about you, but especially when I was, you know, fresh off of, 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 you know, duty and tour and all that kind of stuff, the, the flashback was a lot more prevalent when I was younger, right? Where yeah. you just get, you get lost in a moment where, 
you know, you're, you're kind of like standing in the middle of Walmart like a fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that didn't happen to you? My bad. Maybe that's just yeah, me. <laughs> no, it, was, it was probably so, it was probably uh, Target or something very similar. But yeah, no, I mean, you, you'd be you probably be you could be like, I don't know, half hour into a discussion and totally blank. And you're just like, yep. you know, you're 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 in a different place thinking about a different thing. And you're you, you're running scenarios on how things could have gone, how they could have gone bad, how they could have gone better, like whatever the case is. And, you know, to to I don't know, to, to for the young guys that might be out there dealing with that kind of stuff that that does, you know, with with some help, it gets better. Right. Like with right, time right. And, and everything else. Reach out and get that help. Like uh, that's one thing I tell everyone you're you know, you don't have to be this you know, brute force, you know, manly man. It, it's all right. You, you can reach out. I guarantee you can reach out to Shane. You can reach out to me. Yeah. Either one of us will be there for you guys. We'll help you or, or put you in the right direction to get what you need. Um, Give me the, because the it's important. Right. right. Yeah. <clears throat> and there are some like there's a, it's, um, so just to make myself look like a little bitch here. Um, one of the most interesting things to me is the smell of lilac calms me down. When I yeah. get rowdy. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's, it's strange what, like, what'll set you off. Right. And then mm -hmm. also what will calm you down. So if you start to get in this weird mind space, I'm not saying it'll work for you. I'm saying it's something that works for me. It's something to try. You know what I mean? I, I agree so. with you wholeheartedly, man. Um, out there, uh, you know, like Tank Park and out in, in Las Flores, you know, one of the one of the smells that was foreign to me as an East Coaster, you know, was going out there and smelling the the dead drying sage when you're out breaking bus. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll tell you what, like training in that was some some of my best memories ever, right? Like it's a yeah. really pure, it's a good wholesome smell. It's of earth. It's like it's everything, you know that you know mankind <laughs> was supposed to be in commune with and, and that's that's probably one of the, the greatest allures of recon too is like you are in commune with nature a lot of most of the time right like you're yeah, you're out there by yourself yeah you are dependent on you and your team and the the land around you and you you rely on it for you know for cover for for aid for everything and you get so acutely in tune with it and like during that time man like i got really really you know like into that smell and so you know what would also take me back to that place was sage like i could yeah. go and i could get some sage and i'd you know crumble it up and i could smell it and it was it would take me back to the same time frame but it would put me in a more peaceful state of mind and i'll tell you what man, right. for me great great trick and you, i don't know if you know this but smell for most males is one of the most memory triggering um, of your senses that you could possibly, uh, you know, help you engage in something like that. Oh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Sage had never worked for me because I grew up in the Midwest. And uh, when you have sagebrush around you your entire life, it tastes just like it smells, in case anyone's wondering. Uh, it's fucking terrible. So, <laughs> like, you know, that, that does happen. Um, Do you guys put that on everything up there? <laughs> We don't put it on shit, dude. <laughs> uh, where I live now in New Mexico, what they put on everything is green chili. Mm -hmm. Like green chili goes on fucking everything from Hatch, <laughs> New Mexico, the green chili capital of the world. You know Here, what I mean? Have some Cheerios and green chilies. You're yeah, like, dude, they're, they're, it doesn't fine. matter. It goes on eggs, meatloaf, chicken. They don't care. They're like, put it on a burger, put it on a burrito, put it on a taco. I don't care. Like yep. it's just green chili <laughs> everywhere. 
And I'm not one of those guys. Like I, I'm not too proud to admit it. I don't have any temperament for uh, for spices. You know, like really? yeah, for spicy shit. I'm not a fan. So I live in the worst possible fucking place. Yeah, you need to move up back to the Midwest where the only spice is ketchup. New Mexico's <laughs> in the almost Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah the only spice yeah. is ketchup. That's funny. My my <laughs> older brother lives in uh, in Kansas, and and yeah, a little perspective on why I'm so against people joining the military is he's got severe PTSD. Doesn't. severe um and he also has a, a a whole fucking hoodlum of children and a wife luckily for him he's got one of the most fantastic uh wives on the planet you know what i mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah he lives in kansas and <laughs> they have their food is bland like <laughs> you go there and you're like very german huh yeah it's like great I, I i grew up in a german household man and i'll tell you I, I discovered spice later and i love it like i was like what, <laughs> what is this <laughs> you know like ha- having surprises later in life isn't a bad thing you know if you, if you don't know you don't know for a long time yeah like, have you have that- you ever been to ireland uh, j- just uh, one time flying through, unfortunately. Oh, so but you weren't able to actually go out and like. Uh... I have I have been to um uh what is it uh, on the west coast? There's uh, uh of the UK uh, something cities uh some oh, I can't think of it, but no very idea. very much uh, Irish in uh, influenced food there. It's uh, terrible. It's yes, <laughs> yes. That's where I was going with that. Is like don't. It's like. Just eat beef jerky and drink beer. You'll be fine. The the only (laughs) food more boring than German food is English food. For God's sakes, it's. uh, I don't know, dude. Go to Sweden. They'll they'll not only they'll not not only give you just shit food, but then they'll actually try to poison you with some weird fish that the can (laughs) tries to escape, Uh, like yeasted herring or some shit. I don't remember what they call it. It's fucking terrible, dude. My mother lives there, and it's like, oh. (laughs) so bad i do like their uh their their choice of uh poutine with uh gravy and fries or mayonnaise and fries like much yeah i'm not a huge fan of mayonnaise but i'm with you on that one so (laughs) mayonnaise just creeps me out it's like uh that just kind of looks like some weird vegetable sperm i don't want it (laughs) well all right so we'll we'll get back on track a little bit um I, i think I think we'd be remiss, um, you know, like I, I this decide you, you've you've joined the Mises caucus now, I, I think. Uh, I actually uh, need to send in my my payment. But yeah. Yeah. So when like when we talk about, you know, what's going on in this country and everything else, you know, I, I make, you know, no bones about it. Like I am. A, a proud member of this caucus in, in their messaging and what they're doing. Oh, I will be now for sure. Yeah. Um, when when you when you saw this, you know what what made you you know kind of get involved or, or want to get involved and at least you know start you know trying to correct um, you know what what's wrong? Um, well, two things. Uh, so in um, in early 2020, when the lockdown started to go into effect and these the just massive government overreach and shit, and watching the Libertarian Party be like. Meh. I just got so pissed. I was like, you know what? Fuck this party too. I'm out. You know what I mean? I ain't got no, I'll just go be me over here. I'll raise my pigs. I'll do my shit. 
And when you're all fucking like in hellfire and brimstone, I'd be like, well, I mean, if you've got some coffee, I've got some pork. That's how this works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if you try to steal from me, well, I also have plenty of dirt and a backhoe, so it's fine. <laughs> um, and nobody cares at that point. <laughs> nobody would care at that point. So I'd be like, whatever. Um, no, but what really happened was uh, I actually saw a video um, of uh, uh, Reed Coverdell, the nationalist yeah. capitalist. And he had Dave Smith on, right? Mm-hmm. And Dave Smith had been had, and I'd, I'd started to follow and, and enjoy this like hostile takeover of bring liberty back to the Libertarian Party argument, right? Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of on board for that. And, and you know, just our mindset as Marines, we're like, yeah, fucking, if you if they won't just do it the right way, we'll just make them. You know, <laughs> that's that's how we roll. Um, make them peacefully. Else. Make them peacefully. Right. Like you know. Uh, but uh, but my point is, is that I watched that and I watched these guys have this conversation and agree a lot. You know what I mean? And uh, and I was like, oh, shit. All right. All right. So I like this Mises thing. I like what they're doing. They're bringing, you know, that that fight back, you know, yeah. that Ron Paul brought to the to the movement. Um, but I also like this unity thing. And I like that guys like David Fight and Reed Coverdale yeah. and Jeremy Todd and these people are jumping in there going, look, man, we don't agree on everything. We don't have to like, but let's get rid of the Sarwaks. Let's get rid of these nutbags that just want to be in power for the sake of power, because we deal with that shit from the duopoly. We don't need that. Yeah. You know, or or Um, even, or even add to, you know, Hey, great. You guys keep doing the admin stuff. Keep us on ballots and stuff. And Hey, listen, we're going to bring another dimension, right? It's not that it's not that you're doing, everything wrong you know i, I think you know probably yeah, no, no, they do a lot of great stuff don't i agree wrong. yeah but i'll tell you right now messaging isn't one of them fighting no. <laughs> isn't one of them like they are they are wildly outclassed by republicans and democrats when it comes to fighting the fight right it's right, like right. we 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 know these mo's we've been part of these mo's we know them better than the republicans and democrats do and oh by the way we know some extra things yeah, you know what the number one party that uh, that former veterans uh, join oh, it's is? Libertarian. Yeah, it's yeah, be. yeah. And and they mostly come from the Republican side, but they join Libertarian. Yeah. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know, right? It's a matter of messaging. How many more can we get if we can get that messaging right? Now, I know a lot of people get upset with like Kentucky and shit like that or whatever. I you love know. oh Connecticut. Oh, dude, Kentucky. they're one of my favorite. Connecticut, Kentucky, even Colorado's coming on. Michigan, yeah. Michigan's coming on, man. Like yeah, we, yeah. Or uh, Nevada's going to start. I think you know, really pushing it. Like, keep doing it. Right, and and so basically, what turned me back around was that the Mises Caucus actually turned me back around. They're like, okay, so I'm uh, from 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 a child, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was raised on a farm. Um, I drove my first tractor when I was 11 for 14 hours. I'm not making that up. That's because that's what you do on a family farm. Everyone pitches in. You got to get it done, right? We're not a big corporate farm. We ain't got all this money and subsidies and all this fucking bullshit that, that they give you. So you got to put in the work. And so... You know, child labor is still a real thing, and that's okay. So people need to calm down. And it's good for them, for God's sakes. Right, it really helps when you're on a 16-hour mission for the Marine Corps. (laughs) (laughs) You're used to it. This this is way easier in my old life. Exactly. Um, And so so basically the Mises Caucus is what 
what turned it around. Now, I was not affiliated. Uh, that's changing for reasons that you know that others will know shortly. But um, it, it changed because I'm like, hey, wait, we got fucking warriors in the Libertarian Party again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Reed. <laughs> um, <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we got warriors in the Libertarian Party, and you know I'm a warrior at heart, and I have been for a long time. And he's got another half hour under his belt. Yeah, I, I, yeah we're, we're we're just rolling him by here. <laughs> I feel like you're this on, is how he times his show. He's like, when the camera rap, goes out oh, twice. We're good. Two times, like that. That's all Marines can count to. We don't count to thirty. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, <laughs> um, but that's what it was. It's you know I'm a warrior by heart, and I always have been. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not willing to take on the fight, you, well, then fuck it. Go curl up in a ball and be a bitch. You know what I mean? Um, and so or seeing do admin. these guys go, or do, go, admin. do admin. That's fine, too. Admin's but don't, fine. Everyone don't tell me how pushers. to fight. Right. Like, don't tell right. me how to fight. Go stay in your fucking lane. Go do that kind of stuff. I support you 100 <laughs> percent. I fuck. I don't need you to come over here and tell me how to fight. Yeah, don't don't tell me. Yeah, yeah, that shit pisses me off. Like, okay, you know, one of the things is now I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that might piss some people off in the Mises caucus. I'm not against what happened in Pennsylvania. I'm like, look, sure, they waived the rule over and over and over, right? And then they didn't this time. But yeah. that just means they're fucking terrified. They knew what would happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. And so it's like, okay, so next election. They, it all they did was delay the inevitable. Yeah. Like it's well, game I mean, set match. You know that. Don't be discouraged. If any of you guys out there in Pennsylvania, guys, gals out there in Pennsylvania, don't be discouraged by this. See this as a victory in its own right. That they were yeah. so scared of you, they had to use a rule they never used. Right? Yeah. I mean, so you guys, and, you and got this in the bag. Just grow bigger. Right? Oh, it's to, a bitch move. Sure. To, to, total power move. Yeah, total bitch move. On top of it, it's it, it's one of those things. Like, also, hey man, learn right. Like, yeah. go in and and be ready for everything after this because you know these guys. They're like they're, they're probably just about out of tricks, right? I mean, yeah. I, I know Sarwak is a plant from the CIA, and uh, <laughs> he's. He, I, I'm telling you, man, the guy's a lawyer. Uh, you know, and and being a being an agency <laughs> Which means lawyer, he's obviously shit. Like that's right from the right, get go, man. Like, oh man, no, this is this is not your party. Uh, the, uh, but yeah, I I agree. Hold your heads high, Pennsylvania, especially the Mises Caucus, man. You guys, I I can't tell you. I mean, I I got to go up there, man, and what an amazing group of people. I mean, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, and that's the other thing is it's it's the energy is different in the Mises Caucus. Like I'm big on energy. Because there like, is you know energy, that. right? Yeah, you know that. Like you've seen my show, you've been on my show. I'm big on energy, right? You got to have yeah. energy. Uh, you got to be excited and and yeah, and then have a lot of character. And the Mises Caucus is all about that, man. They're they're oh. super energetic. They're like fucking let's let's get it. Like we're gonna bring liberty back to the Libertarian Party. And I'm big on energy. And so joining the Mises Caucus is actually real easy for me because I'm like, yeah, these guys are, they represent me and how, you know, <clears throat> that's right. You lose a battle doesn't mean you lose a war. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm all about the energy of the Mises Caucus. They're, they're fucking intense. These people are intense. I'm, uh, dude, and I'm I, all for that. I'll tell you right now, man. I don't know. Have you seen any of the... Um... <clears throat> video from last friday night 
Mm. Not yet, no. I mean, I can't wait for it to come out. And, and you know, I got to got to fly up and I was sitting down close to the front um, and, you know, really started to, the energy just started to really vibrate right around the time Scott Horton's coming in. Right. And the reverence for that man, like in, in that crowd. That's I, a little I, culty, but I like oh, it. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I, I think rightly so. I mean, think about how many, you know, vets were in that crowd that that guy woke up, that that guy explained you know, real history to, and I mean, yeah. and to have somebody who wasn't, you know, in, in the military to, to take the time and the effort and the passion to explain it to, you know, to knuckle draggers and crayon eaters and, 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 every, <laughs> and everybody else in the world while taking the slings and arrows, um, you know, in a, in a, in a path. Yeah. Being called un-American, yeah. Nazi, fascist, all this shit. And it's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, way before it was cool like yeah yeah you know I mean? and i don't know i don't know how tall scott is but you know he, he's not as tall he's, as i he's am he's not tall yeah i mean he looks like he's he, he looks guy. like he could be a little recon marine you know what i mean like yeah. but i'm telling yeah. you right now man hopper. yeah he walks in and the crowd just got off its ass and stood up and the, the th- like my hands were sore after the entire night, man. And I mean, yeah. and, and that's just where it started. He comes out, he is unafraid, like a piece of steel, like standing up there. And this first little lady up there starts heckling. And when he starts talking about Palestine and the, the war crimes of Israel, and you're like, lady, this is, this is Scott Horton. I don't know if you know. This is the guy that knows more about this than me or you will oh, ever know. Fine. Like you could take a you could take a group of us and they'd still yeah. know more than us. I mean, the, I mean, well, and, I mean, to put it in perspective, I've been deployed um, in 15 countries. Yeah. Uh, for particular reasons. Um, and then nine that I'm not allowed to talk about. Yeah. So 24 countries and Palestine and Israel were two of those countries. Yeah. Crazy. So, and Scott Horton still knows more about that shit than I do. You know what yeah. I mean? All the way back to like, you know, the, 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 I don't know, turn of the 1900s not to mention the archaic history and all that, but I mean, yeah. insane. See, um, archaic. I got him to say it. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Dave Smith, man, like third chan in the Fed, Dave Smith before he ever even reaches the stage. And I'll tell you what, you know, the, the oh, course, yeah. the course that <clears throat> Dave set in that speech, I, I think I'm probably going to do an entire podcast on this thing, but what a phenomenal gift that man has to, to be, to be able to, well, he's an orator. That's what he does. Well, I mean, you know, without, you know, maybe some bullet points, you know, like that, it just crushed it. And, oh man, what a, what a, what a great thing to see. I really wanted to go. I just, you know, it doesn't always work out like Mexico. I'm not actually worried about that part. Um, (laughs) yes, I've been to France, Fred. Um, not for combat reasons, but I've been to France. It's a fucking awful, awful place that if we're going to bomb a country, that's the one that we should pick because those people are fucking horrible. Their horrible food is humans. amazing. Their food is really good. So let's keep some of their chefs, bomb the rest of their country. It's like the one like, place in Europe where food's excellent. <laughs> well, you're not going to get that shit in London. Their food is awful. Um <laughs> I don't eat their shit food ever again. Um, yeah, uh, I, I love Dave Smith. Um, I I like his message. You know, I was never one of those guys that was offended uh, by the whole 
you know, uh, this whole takeover thing sounds aggressive. And I'm like, yeah, it's meant to. Yeah, like we're not it's here either y'all come on board or we're gonna fucking just take this shit and do what needs done which yeah. like he said before and i've said it from the get-go i've said this shit since 2004 bro yeah messaging is the problem if you go to lp.com right yeah or to their twitter account shit. Yeah, yeah or their twitter it's like okay well what do they think about the lockdowns Meh, we don't know a, a year later covid passports Meh, we don't yeah. know pretty soft you know what I mean? yeah it's like, like um come no. on guys this is the one place where we start to make demands right like this is it it's like there's a line in the sand and i've been questioned on this myself you know when i oh shit I, <laughs> they live in the country get out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, when i when i talk about that kind of stuff it's just like guys you got you got to come you know a lot harder you don't have to be an asshole always but no you don't this, have to be a dick but this is the time like this is the place where we don't give another fucking inch of liberty period ever like this is it if that's if if that's not what you want like we said earlier it's like hey you know when when we talk about going forward in terms of issues and messaging what do you think going into 2022 2024 what do you think the biggest best platform in terms of messaging is for i mean like a a a topic policy what's what's your take um well i actually have two takes on that one of them's a little just close to my heart which you and i have discussed but as far as messaging goes just for liberty in general is we can never let these fuck stains ever do this again no more locking people down that shit's not acceptable Fuck that. Stand up. Literally just walk out of your house and sit on your porch with a gun and be like, eat me. I ain't doing shit that you say. Don't don't do it. You know what I mean? They lie. I, I think, you know I think they you lie. With your business too. Like you, you can't let them. Oh, yeah. Open your fucking business. business. Open. Yeah. Open it. Don't matter. They can't shut them all down. And if they We're try, coming. if they try, understand that you are allowed to protect your livelihood just like your life. Because that's what you're doing when you protect your livelihood. You're protecting your life. So our message has to be, you cannot protect your life if you do not protect your business. Protect them um, wholeheartedly. And yeah. with everything that you've got in every every uh, arsenal, or everything in your arsenal, you know, and, and that's that's scary to a lot of people. But you know yeah. what? You Lots start of shit's calling. a lot, real scary. But you got to protect your shit because... They did it once. And, you know, I think Michael Malice has the best point on this situation. Some really bad people got some really good data. So tell them, fuck you. Your data is useless. We ain't ever going to do that again. And also, um, you know, push, be self-efficient, be self-sustained. Understand. Stop buying garbage shit products that you just throw in the waste bin or whatever after mm-hmm. it stops working two weeks after you got it or whatever. Be self-sufficient. Grow food. Grow. Not all you can. I understand that, but you can actually grow food in an apartment building. That is a oh, real sure. thing. You can do that. So grow what you can. Do what you can. Reach out to your your local people. You know, and and see where you can work with just your community. Because that's going to protect you the most. Always work with your community. They're they're the ones that are going to protect you. 
when the murder cult comes for you and says, I don't like this person's message or what they're doing or they open their business, fuck that. Militias are a real thing. Use them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and would you say it's fair that when we are discussing what the murder cult is doing, we are talking about acts of war against peaceful people? Both foreign and domestic. Yeah. They are. I mean, this is this entire last year was an act of war, in my opinion. Yeah, it was uh, I mean, just uncountable acts of war. Oh, 100 uh, percent. And that's why when all these people were like, oh, we got to protect the police. I'm like, why? They're not. What protecting are you talking your about? Business. They're, They're not, not protecting, protecting you. These people don't work for you. They're fucking Praetorian Guard and yeah. they don't care about you. They're going to do whatever gets them not fired. So yeah. why the fuck do you care about them? Don't protect them. That you know, like that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's not the same thing as is, you know, I, I I'm I'm sure you know Stacy, uh Stacy Patrick, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she's got a bunch of information she wants to drop. She's terrified to drop it because if she does, then you know, she's worried that well, bad things might happen to her, uh, physically. And yeah. I'm like, you know enough people that have the security uh, training and expertise that nothing bad happens to you. Yeah, let's just have it, right? Like, I mean, let's do worst, it. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to get deplatformed, and then you're going to be a hero anyway. So, like, let's let's get that truth out there. Let's, you know. Well, and, she's worried about physical harm to her. Yeah. No. And I, I'm I, like, ain't nobody going to hurt you if you want to drop that shit. You set it up, and I guarantee you, we can fucking protect you well, from the murder cult. We can do it with a black screen. We can do it with whatever we need to do. I, I right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So just be honest. Come out. Be honest with your with with what it is that you want to say. The people you want to talk to. Um, yes, Stacy is great. Um, it, just just say what you got to say because fear is how the murder cult keeps everyone in check. That's a hundred percent. That's how they keep you in check. Don't be fearful. I say this thing. I say it all the time on Twitter. I say, if you fear death, you will be afraid of life and you won't live yours. Yeah. So just stop. Just stop being afraid. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. <laughs> you only got one life. So let's <laughs> let's derail the shit out of it. Oh, derailed? Man, I think this is a great place where we can put a... a Beautiful bow. You're going to come back. We're going to do this more often, man. I mean, this is this is super easy. I mean, like right on a bunch of shit. Actually, just got declassified in my military record, so we can talk about all kinds of cool shit. When you're ready, and we have uh, the the moment, I, you've got an open seat. I I would ask you, please come come share that with us. And um, right on, right. And, uh, tell everybody how we can help you, though. Uh, I mean, I'm really, I'm not actually, I, I don't run a grift of any kind. Uh, subscribe to the channel, Derailed Courtesy of Archaic Skids on YouTube. I'm working on getting that uh, ported to, to all the casts, uh, you know, to catch it. And um, follow me on Twitter at Archaic Skids. It's, you know, that's all I really got going on. Not trying to, not trying to make any money, just trying to, to, well, make people laugh and, and bring them to liberty. That's, that's Man. my job. I'll tell you what, that's how it all starts, man. And then you want you it's it's okay to make money in liberty. And I I, I want to tell you Don't get me wanna, wrong. I'm not no. I'm not harmed. I'm not saying anything no, bad. No, about no, no, no. I, I know, but there's a lot of like listen, I had reservations about making, you know, money in liberty for a long time too, right? It's like, listen, 
you know, the, the amount of work and everything else. And if you want to reach more people and do this bigger and better, you got to have some coin. You got to be able to reach out. You got to be able to pay people. Yeah, I'm just not worried about that. Cause uh, no, not yet. <laughs> you will no, be. No, I don't. I don't think maybe, you know, my entire story. Maybe well, that's a conversation we need to have. I'm part, not worried about making money. Part two. Part two. Right. Like, I can't wait. I'm uh, I'm in a better situation than some of these guys out there trying to get liberty out there. So well, yeah. That's, I'll tell you what, Austin. Uh, I have I'm tickled to death, man, uh, to, to to be able to do this to, to talk to you last night tonight, and uh, just what what you're gonna do here in the future is gonna be epic. I think so, man. I uh, hope so. Best of you and yours. I will uh, I will catch you back here very soon. All right. Thanks, bud. Peace. Ladies and gents, my buddy Austin Skidmore, what a what a crazy turn of events in, in a world where you run into a guy that you probably run into 20 years ago. You look a little more bald. You look a, a little older, maybe a little wiser. I don't know. Maybe more dumb in my case, but um, just you guys, I'm telling you what, what, what we've already talked about off air um, and, and what Austin has been through and done is honestly epic. So um, I can't wait for that story to get out. I can't wait uh, for you guys to hear it. And uh, I don't know. Thank you guys for doing everything you're doing. If uh, you want to support Radical, you can go to patreon.com slash radicalpod. Thank you guys all for uh, becoming patrons. If you want to leave me a message, send me something, have me look at something, a guest, whatever, you can go to shane at radicalpod.com. And last but not least, um, YouTube, go subscribe there, smash all the buttons, and uh, leave a leave a review on Apple, man. Uh, if you leave a review, five stars, I will read it here on the show. It brightens my day, um, and, and it really just kind of you know lifts me up and, and puts me in a, in a better mood on top of things. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I have another show for you guys later in the week. Uh, maybe another guest, and maybe we'll see. But um, until next time, I hope you guys have a great week. I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.